listening to On The Road with Mike and Andy, Australia's number one weekly podcast made for Aussie truckies by Aussie truckies, here to bring an independent voice to truckies right round Australia. On The Road is proudly brought to you by NTI, Australia's leading transport and logistics insurer, and Queensland Rail committed to improving safety through engineering, innovation and education. G'day and welcome back. It's episode 117 of On The Road. And this week we're bringing you an informative chat with Mike and Credit One Finance General Manager Jordan Clements, talking all things truck and equipment financing. We introduce another up-and-coming Aussie music artist with Chloe Styler joining us to talk about her influences, her music career and her great new single. Later in something to talk about, Mike has a wee look at drivers' health issues and, as usual, all the latest from the On The Road newsroom. To finish up, there's a new song from the wonderful Christy Lamb featuring Timothy James. It's all here and it's all for you, so... Let's get this show on the road! Yes, get on with it! G'day, I'm Yogi from Outback Chuckers, and when I'm on the road, we're always on the road doing stuff out on the road, but when we're on the road, we're listening to the big rigs on the road. <laughs> Across the nation, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, australiantruckradio.com.au. got Jordan Clements, General Manager of Finance at Only Trucks, on the phone at the moment. We're going to have a bit of a talk about finance. Welcome to the show, mate. How are you? Good, Mike. Thanks very much for having me, mate. I'm doing extremely well. No worries at all. Just before we get started, I just want to point out to the listeners that this is not anything that's specifically aimed to one person. It's not to be seen as advice. If you need advice on your finances for your trucks, you can visit onlytrucks.com or your agent, whichever you prefer, and get advice that's specific to your circumstances. Jordan, I've had some questions asked to me by our listeners Mm -hmm. about refinancing and what happens if you run into trouble and basically what you've even got to do to get equipment finance at all these days. Mate, what are we doing in the market as far as finance goes? What are the interest rates and how hard is it to get finance on a second-hand truck these days? Lots of different questions within that. Yep. But I think if we start with used trucks, depending on the age where you're buying them from, the amount, the circumstances of the people or the business looking to buy the truck, they're all the factors that contribute to ultimately an approval and and getting settlement. First things first, if you are talking with a good, reputable broker, normally they'll have a large panel of lenders, which means for you as the consumer, you'll have more scope, more options, more ability to get an approval on a used truck or equipment for your business. Interest rates, there's no secret or surprise about it, Mike. They've been heading north for quite a few months now. Yeah. We're thinking that at the start of the new calendar year, we should start to see, and we are already seeing some signs that they are flattening a little bit. So that's on the equipment finance side of things. Yeah. Yeah. So we've covered the fact that you can still get finance. Yeah. We've covered the fact that the interest rates are starting to plateau a little bit. Yep. Mate, I've been looking at onlytrucks.com or, you know, whatever, mm. and I've found the truck I want to buy. You know, it's an $80,000 prime mover or something like that. Sure. What do I have to do then? Do I need a business plan? Do I need, what do I need? Yeah. So there's a couple of different ways to look at it. If you're an established business, 
in some cases, there might be low dock options for certain ages and types of trucks and types of equipment. Hmm. Anything outside of that, certain lenders may require you to produce accountant-prepared financials. Yep. A good broker will be asking lots of questions to understand your business, mm. why you need this truck. So is it an additional truck for your business or are you replacing it for something else? But understanding why and understanding the needs of this truck for the business. So that's really, really important. If I was applying for a truck loan, there are a couple of things that you can do mm. to put yourself in a position that it may help you to potentially speed up that process and get to a conclusion faster. Yep. Certainly having your financials up to date and available is definitely a good thing. If you're a company, for example, you'd have your financials prepared by your accountant as well as your individual tax return. That's always going to go a long way. Yep. A lot of lenders are asking to see businesses' bank statements. Mm. Thankfully, we have a program that will give them just a visual access to your bank statements that are protected so they can't access your account. They can just visually see your bank statements. So with that in mind, it's something to consider. Mm. A lot of good businesses will have a separate business account so that money's going in and out will strictly be for the business and does include any personal income or spending. So looking to get started, mm-hmm. what do you think of the rent to own option? What do I think of it? Mm. It's a difficult question to answer because there is probably a bit of a stigma around rental products being a bit more expensive than more traditional finance products. Mm. And in most cases, the reality is that is the case. However, rentals work quite differently to more longer term traditional type finance. Indeed. Yeah, they do work differently. And you may have as a business a short term contract where you need equipment fast for a shorter term. And a rental may just suit that particular need if for financial purposes, it works in your favor. Yeah. And that's where I think, yeah, let's have a chat about it. Otherwise, it, it may not be advantageous for your business. It's horses for courses, isn't it, really? So. Absolutely. Yep. So the questions that I've been asked, really, and the main reason why I've got you on, mm. I've had guys, obviously, with the interest rates going up, the price of fuels going up, the costs of running a trucking business, it's not like running a milk bar, you know? No. No. You can't negotiate your fuel price for 12 months unless you're buying a million litres of fuel. Mm. (laughs) So we're in the situation where your operating costs can change on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. There are guys now that have financed trucks 18 months ago or so when things were very different to what they are now or pre-COVID. And they're finding themselves in the situation now where they're getting a little bit stressed. The bank might be coming after them or the financier might be coming after them and saying, listen, we need to talk. But in your opinion, what's the best way to deal with it? Yeah, Michael, you hit the nail on the head. You know, if you're dealing with a reputable broker, one thing I would suggest is have that conversation with your broker sooner rather than later Hmm. and lay it on the table and explain that these are the challenges. This is what I think I can do to get myself out of it and look at a solution to provide more upfront rather than waiting for that phone call of there being a challenge that's far greater than not. Hmm. My biggest suggestion on the matter would be, yeah, if you're dealing with a broker, talking to them sooner rather than later. If you don't deal with a broker, I still think, yeah, having that conversation directly with the lender sooner rather than later and and trying to work on a solution and map out a plan. So you can look at obviously refinancing options or trying to generate an exit plan, whichever is more suitable. Yeah, refinancing, it's an interesting one. And again, If you're refinancing a home loan, Mm. yeah, it's a really, really common practice in that space. With equipment finance, 
some lenders will do what's called a midterm refinance. A lot of lenders won't. Okay. And that's where there's a bit of a sticking point because you've got a fixed amount that you'll be paying, you know, typically per month on your truck loan. The one benefit of that is that with equipment finance, that amount that you pay every month remains the same versus, you know, a home loan that has a variable interest rate where it's going to fluctuate depending on what the market's doing. Yeah. The one good thing with equipment finance is that you know that if your loan's for five years, that's what you're going to be paying for a five-year term. If you're getting into trouble, there have been cases where you might be able to defer your payment for a month and make up two payments the following. Mm. But I think the key to it is if you suspect something coming up, jump on it, act on it, talk to your broker or talk to your bank directly and have those conversations quickly. We're going to just nip off to a quick break and we'll probably hit the Credit One only trucks out, I reckon, and you'll probably just <laughs> slip that in right there and we'll be right back. Copy there, Andy. Yeah, got you go. You've got to love that big brekkie at the roadhouse. Oh, you're not wrong. It's a great feed. Hey, was that Davo's truck that came in spluttering and coughing like an old tractor? Yeah, mate, I think it's about time we upgraded the old girl. Yeah, roger that. Though it's a bit of a nightmare shopping for a new rig. Doesn't have to be, mate. Found this place called Only Trucks. An online one-stop shop for buying and selling trucks. Of all the best makes and models, it's associated with Credit One. Organise the finance for you. You can deal with the sellers direct through the website. Cut out the middleman, save time and money. Sounds like the way to go. Where do I find them? Too easy, mate. Go to onlytrucks.com.au and it's all laid out there for you. You should send Davo a text and tell him to go to Only Trucks and get a new rig. Might just buy you a beer or three. Davo? He wouldn't shout if he was bit by a shark, mate. <laughs> Upgrading your truck has never been so easy. Go to onlytrucks.com.au. We're back with Jordan Clements. He's the general manager of finance at Credit One. Mate, Credit One, only trucks. You've been sponsoring the show now for a couple of months and you've got the crazy ad that Andy and I did for you. <laughs> we do. We love it. We love it. <laughs> I'm glad you love it. I, I'm starting to think people are going to say it's going to have to be Andy's turn to call me up on the UHF <laughs> next time and, and we'll record it. You guys are specialists in finance and the only trucks brand is getting out there. How are you finding the market? Do you reckon the truck market is sort of changing? There seems to be a heck of a lot of really good quality secondhand prime movers on the market now. It's a great question and it's a big question. There's so much going on at the moment where, you know, if you rewind a year ago, even more than that, you could see what you were paying for a certain type of truck one month when COVID hit and the changes in the market happened. You know, that same truck, some of the prices had increased significantly to the point where we're all just scratching our heads going, geez, this can't last for shorter this long yet. Here we are, it's still there and not only trucks, but also you know, like commercials, cars, it's extended throughout the whole market. Mm. Because of the worldwide supply chain challenges, it's of course driven the price up of used trucks, equipment, cars, anything with a serial number because of the supply and demand factors. So yeah, it's been really interesting to watch. We really haven't seen the market cool up all that much yet with specifically two trucks. Another part of our business, they specifically finance caravans for a lot of consumers and in that space, you can see it more of a cooling off compared to trucks, but certainly in that used truck space, if they're available, they're getting lots and lots of buyers for it. Yeah. 
It seems to me that some of the prices are just over the odds. I've noticed, particularly with things like your older plus five-year-old trucks, mm. they seem to have held their value a hell of a lot better than they ever used to. Mm. I know that financiers generally had trouble with the idea that a five-year-old truck could be worth anything. Are you struggling with that sort of thing now? Uh, not so much. If you're dealing with a good broker, a good broker will understand what this asset will do for your business for now and in five years' time. Hmm. And at the end of the term, you're left with an asset that you're either going to keep and continue to work it as part of your work program, or you're going to sell it and upgrade to a newer one or a different truck, depending on what you need it for. But yeah, what we pride ourselves in is really understanding our customers' needs and being able to have a conversation about something and understanding the difference between, you know, what a B-rated prime mover is versus a single-rated prime mover and really unpack the story behind your business and what you're searching for and finding the best solution for your story. Yeah. Mate, it's an incredibly challenging area. I suppose it's one of the areas of business that I know that when I own my trucks, I hated the finance part. I really did. <laughs> you know, I just wanted to go and drive and try and let everything else take care of itself. And unfortunately, sometimes you've got to pay it a little bit of attention. Absolutely. As we said earlier on, with the interest rates going up and the cash flow issues changing, would you have anything to say perhaps about things like cash flow financing and all that sort of stuff? Mm, um. I think you can get as many opinions as you want that relate to your business and you can ask lots and lots of different questions. I think the penny drops with you as a business owner having to pay the bills. So I think there's a point in time where you can potentially ask not enough questions or at the other end of the scale, you can ask too many questions and you get yourself confused. Mm. I don't have the secret to that, Mike. I think if you've got mates in the industry that are a success story, I think that's a good place to start and surround yourself with people that are you know, running a, a successful transport business and ask them lots of questions like how do they fund their trucks, who do they use, and try and rack their brains on, on some of the things that have helped them to grow their business and mm. sustain their business through peaks and troughs as the economy changes. I think that's a, a pretty good place to start. Credit One specifically, we have many experienced brokers there's one thing, understanding finance and understanding the numbers part of a business, but there's also the soft stuff like understanding a business and, and what some of the challenges that a business faces more than just paying of the bills. There's other things that, that can happen. So I think that's an important part to any of those conversations. All right, mate, I can only say amen to all that. <laughs> you do have to have some fellas that have been around that now it's not their first radio. Yeah. Have a bit of a chat with them about what goes on. Absolutely. I suppose the one question that I've got left for you, mm. really, uh, and this is generated by a question that was asked to me by a listener. Mm. If something happens to your truck, you have an incident or an accident or you blow your motor up or something like that, and this relates to the talking to your financier about you know, maybe suspending a payment or something like that to give you a chance, to give you a bit of breathing space. Sure. You end up with a major expense like having to replace a motor. Is that something that you can help with? Yeah, yeah, we can. We deal with it for many clients across the year when things go bang. Hmm. There are many routes you can take from, you know, it could be from refinancing a, a home loan and, and getting cash out of that right through to a specific unsecured business loan for the purchase and installation of a new engine or repairs too. And everything in between. So look, there are solutions there. There are some solutions that are in the market that on the surface present as quite easy to get. And that is the case. But you do need to be careful of the pricing of some of them. Mm. 
and that pricing needs to work for your business. But Credit One's in a unique position. We've got the ability to do property finance, equipment finance, and we've also got access to insurance products as well through OneShore. Mm. So yes, to answer your question why we deal with it all the time, there's many ways to do it. You've just got to be careful with how you do it and make sure that how it's being done suits your business and it's not going to put you in a worse financial position. That's really critical. Mm. Well, unfortunately, when you blow your motor up on the side of the road mm. and you've got payments to make, mm. you sort of do find yourself under a little bit of duress over experience. Absolutely. The first thing that goes through your brain when you see the oil dripping out of the thing is, oh, Christ, how am I going to pay for this? Yeah. And it's a really stressful situation. Yeah. Yeah, across the year, we will deal with many of those circumstances. Mm. We completely understand that it's important to act fast because if the wheels aren't turning, it's obvious what happens. Yeah, it is, mate. It sure is. Mm. All right, look, it's been great to have you on the show, Jordan. Thanks for coming on, mate. A pleasure, Mike. Thanks for having me, mate. Take care out there, and I'll see you on the road. There's nothing more devastating for a truck operator than to be involved in a serious road incident. We've all seen the impact of heavy vehicle accidents and at these times, when people are most vulnerable, it's critical that they have immediate support from a strong, stable, reliable and experienced organisation. NTI is Australia's number one truck insurer, the specialist you can count on to protect your transport and logistics assets, with the know-how to take control of the situation and the capability to reduce lost income by getting trucks back on the road again as soon as possible. Specialist products, experienced people, accredited repair and recovery networks and industry advocacy is what we do. It's our specialty and we've been doing it for more than 45 years. For more information, visit the website at nti.com.au or go to the NTI Facebook page. Kermie here from Trucking with Kermie. I listen to On the Road podcasts every week on the Australian Big Rigs Road Show. And when that's done, you might like to pop over to Trucking with Kermie on Facebook for my take on trucking and the people who make the industry what it is. Catch you over there, and in the meantime, take care of you. Over the past couple of years, we've caught up with some of the well-known Aussie music acts and we've unearthed some great new homegrown artists as well. We have a huge wealth of original talent in this country and this week we're shining the spotlight on another up-and-coming singer-songwriter we're going to be hearing a lot more of in the future. They say that it's the singer, not the song, but that's not strictly correct. It's all about the singer and the song. Without those two components, you have nothing. No amount of production, studio trickery and polish can compensate for the lack of either of these two essential ingredients. This week's music guest has both of these things in spades. The 25-year-old from the Gold Coast draws musical influences from times gone by and has been compared to artists like Jewel, Fleetwood Mac, The Cause and Julia Stone, yet through it all she still maintains a sound that is fresh and new and all her own. Joining us to share her new single titled Vega Than Vegas, it's our pleasure to introduce to you Chloe Styler. Hi Chloe, thanks for joining us on the road. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Wonderful. Now, you've certainly been busy since you launched your debut self-titled EP back in 2017. 
What got you started in music and who were your early influences in the early days of your career? I was so influenced by 70s, 80s, 90s music, thanks to my parents playing all the classic yeah. hits when I was growing up. So right. a big influence of mine growing up was Fleetwood Mac, the Eagles, America, those types of artists. Right. And then once I started being able to download music myself, I just was inspired by Taylor Swift and those types of like young female country artists. Mm. And in Australian country music, I was very heavily inspired by Lee Kernighan, Casey Chambers, Troy Cassavelli, etc. So, I mean, I have a whole range of amazing artists that I look up to and, and it's, it's so nice to be able to put those all into my own little genre and own little sound and create my own music. Yeah, well, all those names you mentioned, there's people like Jewel as well. There's that hint there that you can hear, but your sound is totally all your own. It's a great sound. Thank you. I love Jewel. I love Dido. I love the cause. Those artists are just huge inspirations. Yeah. Thank you for likening me to Jewel because it's just amazing. And I do try and make my own sound and try and do my own thing. And sometimes it's scary because you're not sure how it'll be received. Yeah. But so far, so good. I think people like my new EP and I'm so proud of it. So honestly, that's all that matters. Yeah. Wonderful. Now, you mentioned their Fleetwood Mac and the cause. Have you seen the video of The Cause live where they bring in Mick Fleetwood to drum with them? Oh, no, I haven't. I'll have to look that up. Yeah, worth having a look at. Amazing. Now, your first album was released in 2020, right when COVID started to change our world with such dramatic effect. Was it hard to get your new music out there when live shows were not really a happening thing due to the pandemic? Yeah, 2020 was really strange. So we had the Tamworth Country Music Festival in January and I was a Toyota Star Maker finalist. Mm -hmm. That same week, I released a single called Sweden through ABC Music. And then I got an incredible opportunity to perform as the support act for Tony Hadley from Spandau Ballet from yeah. the 80s. Yeah. Mm. So not long after Tamworth, I was jetting off to Sydney, Melbourne, Adelaide, etc., supporting Tony. And then I got home the week later, the whole world had gone to sleep Yes. and I had just been told I was going to perform at CMA Fest in Nashville, oh. which is just the most amazing opportunity as I'm self-managed, self-everything. Mm. And to have been given that opportunity was incredible. And then three days later to realize that opportunity wasn't going to probably come to fruition was really hard. Yeah. You know, an opportunity like that, you get to play your new music to people that don't know you, that are in another country. And so, you know, I had to deal with that. <laughs> Mm. overcome all of that and then I turned the negative into a positive and used the time to record new music and write new music so I headed to the studio I collaborated with my producer Andy Mack and when the borders opened up I headed down to the central coast and we tracked for five days with a live band and we got two EPs right so I am so stoked with the music that we created and I, I genuinely think that if it wasn't for the downtime and the forced rest and reflection period this music wouldn't sound like it does now. And I'm really proud of it. I'm really happy with it. And in a way, I can thank that time. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, there are the what ifs. What if I did go to Nashville? I wonder what my music would sound like now. But everything happens for a reason. And I'm really excited to see now that things are picking back up for everybody and we are all playing gigs again and we're all getting opportunities to go overseas, etc just how we're all handling that and taking it all head on and yep. full throttle because it's been a couple of years of asleepness, being asleep, and, yeah. and now we can go crazy. So, yeah, to answer your question, it was difficult, but I tried to look at the positive of it all. 
Yeah, a bit of a blessing in disguise for all of us, I think, in some ways. Yeah. Now, speaking of your new music, we're going to play your new single, Vaguer Than Vegas, shortly, but by way of a bit of background, you just launched the single at the Junk Bar in Brisbane to a sold-out audience. How did the, the release go? It was amazing. It was so much fun. I played the Junk Bar a couple of times supporting artists, but I'd never put on my own headline show I've never tried to sell tickets to a show before. Hmm. And then I thought, all right, let's launch this EP. And I love the junk bar. It's the perfect little venue to have an intimate setting. It is. I love talking. I love telling the stories behind the songs. And we sold it out. So I'm just so stoked. And it went really well. Yeah. I had such a nice, wholesome evening with family and friends and people I don't know either, but they're all now my friends too. So all your new friends. Yeah. All my new friends. It went really well. Thank yeah. you. So what's the background to the song, Chloe? Where did the inspiration come from? Vega Than Vegas was written in late 2019 with my friend Jason Resch. He's mm -hmm. in the band Darling Her. Yes, know them well. We've spoken with Jason a few times. Oh, great. They are incredible and he's just such a phenomenal songwriter. Yeah. So I was really lucky to write this song with him. He actually came to the Zoom right with the title in mind, Vega Than Vegas. It was kind of a play on words and a little bit cheeky, I suppose. And we kind of ran with it because... We likened people to the glitz and glam of Las Vegas, and we all know those types of people that put on the front of a perfect life, uh -huh. and really, there's nothing perfect going on. So we just likened that to how people go to Vegas and pretend that what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't. It follows you around forever. And we had so much fun writing it and, you know, putting references of Las Vegas throughout the song. And I ended up playing it on the Toyota Starmaker stage in 2020. I debuted it there. To finally have it out as a single is just a really great feeling. It'd be interesting to see how it goes down in Vegas one day when you get to play it there. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a few Americans message me and my auntie lives in Las Vegas and she said it's okay. Oh, good. <laughs> because they completely understand what I'm saying. They would. And how it's not Las Vegas, it's just the Las Vegas strip where all the casinos and the nightclubs are. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Coming into the silly season, what have you got planned for live shows through to the end of this year and into the new year and beyond? I actually only have one more show for the rest of the year. I'm performing at Black Bear Lodge on the 4th of December, supporting a WA singer-songwriter, Siobhan Cochin. Okay. So Siobhan and I actually met in the Junior Academy of Country Music way back when I was 17, I think. Right. So we've kept in touch and I'm really excited to be supporting her with my full band. And then I'm actually heading into the studio a few days before Christmas, recording a new song. Oh, good. Yeah, I'm really excited about the new music that's being written behind the scenes. It's a bit more mature. I'm really proud of it. So I'm going to record one of those, have a really long nap, yeah. take Christmas and New Year off, and then, you know, I'm heading to Tamworth. Brilliant. So it's all steam ahead from January 13. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of that, where can our listeners go online to find out more about you and your music? You can head to Spotify, Apple Music, any streaming service and listen to my new music there. Probably the best place to go first is my website, so chloestyler.com, mm -hmm. and then all the links are there. So you can find my Instagram, my Facebook, and you can join my mailing list. And I always send out an email when something exciting is happening, and I just love to keep in touch with people. So, yeah, definitely head to my website and, and, and reach out. Fantastic. Folks, it's been a hoot catching up with the delightful Chloe Styler. Chloe, we're out of time for now, but thank you for sparing some of your time to come out and play on the road with us. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. To close out our chat for today, would you please introduce your new single for us? Sure. My name is Chloe Styler, and this is my brand new single, Vega Than Vegas. Thanks, Chloe. Stay safe, mate. Thank you.
Darren, I'm listening to On The Road on the Australian Big Rig Roadshow. Copy there, Andy. Gotcha go. Better throw out those anchors, buddy. The traffic's at a standstill up here. I reckon some clown's got himself stuck under the Dunlop Terrace Railway Bridge again. Again? Maybe he was delivering a bridge and ran out of diesels. Yeah, no, it's no joke, really. According to Queensland Rail, there's been 65 bridge strikes and around 280 of those protection beams hit on the Queensland Rail network in the last financial year. With the fines around 11 and a half grand, you'd think drivers would make a point of knowing the height of their truck. The fines are one thing, more to the point these people are risking their lives and putting others in danger. Yeah, roger that. Maybe Queensland Rail should do some kind of educational advertising to warn drivers about the danger of bridge strikes. They are, mate. Why do you think we're recording this? <laughs> oh, yeah. They're smart people at Queensland, right? Yeah, good looking too, just like us. 
This safety message is brought to you by Queensland Rail as a reminder to us all that size matters. Know your trucking height. G'day everyone. This is Gordon, your favorite Canadian refugee trucker living in America, where, whilst hauling logs around the far northern reaches of Appalachia, I enjoy the On the Road podcast with Mike and Andy. Keep it up with the news and history and everything that's good about trucking and the land down under. What a great show. Thanks a bunch. Something to talk about is brought to you by Only Trucks and Credit One. Buying your next truck has never been so easy. Go to onlytrucks.com.au. Now, I'm sure a lot of you know that I had a healthcare background before I became a truck driver, and I find it incredibly interesting to read health articles that are posted in trucking magazines with a view to educating drivers about potential health issues. Now, we all know that as particularly long-distance drivers, we've got the issues with obesity and the possible cardiac conditions and all those things that go along with it, sleep apnea, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's not a healthy lifestyle sometimes. Something I don't suppose I'd ever thought about is a a condition which is called overactive bladder. Now, it's a diagnosable condition, and what it means is that you've got an overactive bladder and you basically urinate too many times a day. It's just a continual urge to urinate. I want to talk a little bit about it and let you know what the symptoms are. And if this is you, you need to go and see your GP because it's an eminently treatable thing, right? It's something that can be fixed. This condition is characterized by a frequent, sudden and intense urge to urinate. In most cases, people suffering from an overactive bladder will urinate more than nine times in 24 hours and usually more than twice a night. The short story about this is every time you spot a toilet you need to go and if you're waking up more than twice a night to go, have a think about what your bladder's doing. In order to understand how this works, you need to understand a little bit about how your bladder works. So basically what happens is that your kidneys fill to the blood and take out the excess fluid out of the blood and send it down the ureters into the bladder. As the bladder fills up, the nerve endings in the bladder send a message to your brain that basically say that the bladder is filling up and from that time on, the urge to urinate becomes greater and greater. Obviously, if anything happens, like you get a kidney stone or something like that that blocks the ureter or something that blocks your ability to pass urine, The pain can become quite intense and it's something that needs to be dealt with fairly quickly. The overactive bladder occurs when the muscles of the bladder contract involuntarily and this causes this urgent need to urinate. There are several causes of it. Some of it could be a neurological disorder. Parkinson's disease is something that can lead to overactive bladder. There are urinary tract infections, excess alcohol or caffeine consumption. That would be a lot of truck drivers certain types of medications however there's no specific one cause this is why you need to go to your gp obviously if you're diagnosed then your gp will recommend the treatment and perhaps go to a urologist sometimes there are things like pelvic floor exercises you can do which will help your control of your bladder and there are obviously medications that can be taken to help relax the muscles of the bladder and they're shown to reduce the symptoms of an overactive bladder there are alternative feedbacks for those that aren't into the medication and you can think about all that as well I don't know if it's something to talk about, but it's certainly something to think about. 
if you've got an overactive bladder, if you're peeing more than nine times and getting up twice a night, you may have a problem. And it might be worth you checking that out a little bit. You know how to get hold of me, Mike, at ontheroadpodcast.com.au, 0418-722-488 to leave me a message or give me a call. Take care out there. And we'll see you on the road. Something to talk about is brought to you by Only Trucks and Credit One. Buying your next truck has never been so easy. Go to onlytrucks.com.au. We just wanted to stop by for a moment and say, G'day, how are you? No, I mean, how are you, really? Physical and mental health is a significant issue for the Australian road transport and logistics industries. Risk factors like long hours, workplace isolation, pressure to meet deadline deliveries and the need for continual alertness all contribute to making us vulnerable to physical and mental health issues. As much as it might feel that way sometimes, you are not alone. There are some incredible people and organisations in our industry whose sole focus is on helping you to stay healthy in body, mind and spirit. All these numbers and addresses are listed on our website at ontheroadpodcast.com.au. Take care of yourselves. We really just want to see everyone get home safe and well. This is Brad from Copperline and you're listening to On The Road with Mike and Andy. On The Road News is brought to you by Big Rigs, Australia's national road transport newspaper. Hi Mike, I think you've sent the long white cloud from New Zealand over to us, mate. It's a pretty miserable day in Brisbane today. Really? Well, I'll tell you what, it's miserable here today. It's a little joint called Glen Tanner, which is about 30 k's away from Mount Cook. Hmm going to go for a bit of a fly in a helicopter today but the mountains socked in mate we've had rain we've had all sorts so we've got a bit of a ground tour in the car mm. and i'm surprised how many tourists there are up here well it is a tourist isn't it? you know what else surprises me mate what every other motel's actually closed because they haven't got any staff okay i went up to the cafe where we've stayed here in glentana this morning mm. to get bacon and eggs on toast they offered me a job in the kitchen i'm not even joking <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. They can't get anyone, mate. The last couple of years has decimated the tourist industry over here. Yeah. And where they would normally have a rotation of people to get through and train and get them up to speed, that's not happening or hasn't happened. Mm. And, of course, the tourists have started to come back, but the places have got no staff. It's just diabolical. Yeah. The uh, people I was talking to up there this morning, they're concerned you know, with the outbreak of whatever it is at the moment. Yeah. The name shall remain nameless. I won't name it anymore. Yeah. But they're concerned that their psychotic government over here are going to shut everything down again. Yeah. That was what they said this morning. So anyway, there you are. Every chance. Yeah. All right, mate. Well, we might roll in just a uh, quick preemptive news item for you. Okay. News just to hand that there's been a massive explosion at the Nissan factory in Tachiji, I think it is, in the Kaminakawa district in Japan. Right, eh? Yeah, eyewitnesses said it was raining Datsun cogs. Oh, for God's sake. 
me of thinking you were serious for a second. <laughs> Mate, first up, from now until January 9th, a revised detour will be in place between West Wyalong and Forbes for all vehicles up to and including PBS 2B Tier 1 and 36.5 metre road trains. Yeah, this is an important bit of news, so mm. without me trying to explain it to everyone and everyone trying to remember it, go to the NHVR website, there's information there about it, but you can also go to bigrigs.com.au and look for the story at Newell Highway Detour. You'll be able to see for yourself what's been happening there as far as what routes and everything you go. Remember, your permits and all that sort of stuff may need to be changed or may need to have been changed. Oversized, over mass vehicles operating under multi-class and multi-state permits, things may have changed there too. Mm-hmm. So latest information on the road closures would be at www.livetraffic.com and you can call New South Wales Traffic on 132701. That's 132701. See if you can't get the latest information. Be a professional. Mm. Make sure you're going to go the right way and not get into trouble before you go there. Absolutely. Solves a few problems. Mm. With the biggest turnout of entrants and spectators in over a decade, the Castle Main Rotary Truck Show returned to a full program last weekend. Mate, it absolutely did. And look, I would have loved to have been there for that one. Unfortunately, you can't be in two places at once, and I'd already said I was going to New Zealand. Mm, mm. November 26 and 27, 187 trucks took part in the convoy on day two. Grant Thomas, the Rotary Club president there, thanked everyone for being involved and the sponsors, etc., volunteers who contributed to make up the people to do the work. There's a profit to be tallied, I suppose, and there's a bit of an art show and all that sort of thing. I believe they donate most of that money anyway. Mm. There were 12 trophies run up there, and I think it was Kenworth, 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 and Kenworth okay. with a Max Superliner thrown in and a Peterbilt, and I think that's it. Wouldn't have done you any good to have a bolt up there. I don't think they're interested in anything that's not American at Castle, Maine, but that's not a surprise. Mm. They did a good job. They always do. Castle Main's one of the better truck shows to get to if you get a chance. And uh, I'll be looking forward to seeing if I can be there for the next one. Yeah. What's the go with the rotary truck show? Do they just drive around in circles, do they? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. That's what you do. Yep. Yeah. Okay. We do that all the time anyway, mate. It's just the size of the circles varies a bit. It just, yeah, increases and decreases <laughs> depending on the day. That's right. Yeah. There's a great story in Big Rigs this week about the TMC Trailers Tracking Industry Show in Christchurch, New Zealand last weekend, Mike, but then you'd already know that because A, you were there, and B, you wrote the story. <laughs> I'll tell you what, what a thing. I got invited over there to have a bit of a look at what goes on in New Zealand. It's been an educational experience for me the last couple of weeks, mm. and the TMC Truck Show, wow. Look, I said in there in the article that exceeded their truck numbers by more than 400. Yeah. That was before I knew what the final number was. It was damn near 500 trucks turned out for the show and shine. Wow. Unbelievable. 40 prizes awarded, and they awarded the prizes for the best trucks of each mark. And trucks that we don't even see here in Australia, Chinese trucks and things like that. Okay. So I was fantastically lucky to go down to the truck show in an old W model, which is owned by Solly's Transport. Mm. Ed Solly, the managing director, was sitting there beside me in the chair. And there's a funny story about all that that I may relate later when I get over the embarrassment. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) it was a great drive down there, down through the middle from Nelson, down through to Christchurch. 
the trade day was fantastic. I met a lot of really, really interesting people. Ran into Yogi Kendall over there mm. and uh, busted him playing with the kids with the radio-controlled trucks. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> um, but the most important thing, mate, I discovered that I can't text and drive. Right. I had to go in the simulator, and that was pretty eye-opening as well. Read the story at bigrigs.com.au. Oh, I ran into Greg Murphy while I was over there too. Right, eh? And uh, we recorded a bit with him as well. Supercar legend. Supercar legend, Greg Murphy. Mm. He was a little bit miffed that I didn't actually go to Bathurst because he was up at Bathurst again this year. Oh, yeah. And I didn't go up, obviously, for that one. I was out trucking instead. Mm. Apparently, that excuse is not good enough. No. So, (laughs) anyway, no, he's a great bloke. And he's a road safety advocate here in New Zealand now. Yep. Very, very vocal about road safety. Love his work. It was a great pleasure to meet him. Yeah, indeed, it would have been. Yeah. More again, Mike, on the ongoing saga of the Toowoomba Bypass with serious concerns being raised by a veteran trucker. Yeah, veteran truckee. Um, even though I'm the Oz trucker, we're not allowed to be truckers in Australia anymore, I've been told. No, I'm confused because everyone's in other countries at the moment, so forgive me. I'm a trucker over here, though. Mm. But I'm not a trucker. Yeah, anyway, mm. doesn't really matter. Mm. The $1.6 billion Toowoomba Bypass. That's billion with a B. Yep. Truck movements going through Toowoomba now. The driver has been quoted in the article here as wished to remain anonymous because he's got concerns about his job security. I find that terribly concerning if you can't bring up a safety issue without worrying about your job. There's something wrong, I think. Yep. He's saying that the trucks that normally go up and down the pass there are now going through town, and it's as much as four times a day for some of these guys. No. He says there's a lot of inexperience going down the old range road in loaded A-doubles at dangerous speed. He reckons they're damaging the trucks. He said he's driven up and down there in Kenworths and Scanias, and they do hold a right in the lower gears but you've really got to know what you're doing. Mm. The worst part about it is you're driving through town and Toowoomba, and I remember the old road because I'm old enough to remember, and the lights on the bottom of the hills with the cameras and things on them. And, you know, these A-doubles and that, they're road trains and everything but another name, you know. Yeah. They take time to get off the mark, and they take time to stop. Mm. They wouldn't let them down the old road before. Why are they letting them down the old road now? Yeah, well, You know. what's the other option? Well, the other option is to do what they used to do, and that's break them up before they go down the mountain. Yeah. This is something that really, really annoys me about what we do in our industry sometimes because commercial expediency overrules common sense. Yep. And as long as no one gets killed, it seems as though it's all right. Mm. But the thing about this is what happens when someone does get killed? What happens when someone, one of these trucks runs away going down the hill and plows over half a dozen cars that have suddenly stopped? Yep. Whose fault is it going to be? Is it going to be the people that let them do it or the driver that's behind the wheel? Mm. Who's going to go to jail? Well, I think we all know the answer to that one. We all know the answer to that. It'll be the driver that goes to jail. Yep. This driver says, it's only a matter of time. Get the horn ready because I'm going to cloak the guy. Mm-hmm. It's only a matter of time till you get a bit further down. Someone's broken down. All the cars are slowed up in a hurry. And one of these which takes out six cars. That's how it's going to end. You can't just hold them back. Yeah. There's too much traffic on the hill to be fucking around doing it. That's what he says. Mm. And I've got to agree. I've driven up and down there in B-doubles. I've driven up and down there in singles. It's a dangerous piece of road. You need to have your game face on when you're playing there. Mm. And it worries me. It really does worry me. Like a machinery operator, Clem Wheatley, for one, isn't surprised that there are now major faults at the beginning of the show in the bypass. He worked on the project from day one, and he said he routinely raised concerns to the supervisor about what he felt was inadequate compacting being done. He now refuses to drive on the eastern section because he's got safety concerns. 
We've had heavy rain and all the rest of it, but that's par for the course out there. Rod Hanafy, president of the National Road Freighters Association, said as per usual, the industry wasn't consulted before the work started on the bypass, and as usual, we're the ones paying the price. We've been left with something that we should be charging them for rather than them charging us. And if you said an engineering marvel, they called it, I think they've misled us. The problem with it is, is as Rod also says, we're going to be stuck with this for another couple of hundred years. Yep, yep. It's just going to be something that's going to go on and on and on. The problem with it is that the repairs probably aren't going to be balanced with the consideration for safety. And certainly running road trains through the middle of Toowoomba is not now, nor has it ever been safe. Mm. So something needs to be done about that. There needs to be some common sense approach to what goes on. We either care about people's safety or we fucking don't. Yep. It's as simple as that. I wish someone would honestly say the commercial economic expediency overrules people's lives. I wish someone would come out and say it because that's what the decision to run road trains and A-doubles through Toowoomba and down the range really means. Yes, indeed. I'll get off my high horse, mate. You got a thought for the day for us? Well, I have, mate, and, and just before I roll into that, folks, if you can please remember, Mike currently is in New Zealand. He's sitting in his little five-star resort at the bottom of Mount Cook there. <laughs> Hence the reason that the sound quality isn't quite as good as it could be. But I think given everything and the weather over there and the weather over here, it's probably not too bad at all. Oh, another thing. Did you manage to pick me up a white bait fritter while you were there, mate? Uh, no, not yet. Oh, okay. Well, don't forget me. Don't forget you. Hmm. Thought for the week, Mike. Yep. When everything feels, talking about mountains, when everything feels like an uphill struggle, think of the view from the top. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to see the view from the top today, brother, but it's not happening. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was like that when I was there, mate, so it seems to be a common thing. Anyway, I'm sure it's lovely. <laughs> That's all right, mate. It would give me a reason to come back anyway. I've had a fantastic time over here in New Zealand. Good. The people have been extremely friendly. I've lost my sunglasses. <laughs> I don't know where they are. Mm. And uh, someone lifted me unique on the road podcast hat, so. Oh, no. Someone's got one of those put it down for 10 minutes and forgot about it and, and of course someone's got that so good on them hope it's a listener yeah hopefully so oh the other thing yeah before we go big shout out to shane glassy from glassy fertilizing i think it was i pulled up in the w model rocky at a little place on the way down and i'm piling out of the truck and old mate shane roared up to me and said good day and we took a couple of photos and i gave him a couple of hats and a couple of pens for the kids and all the rest of it it's a great pleasure to meet him, and I was blown away to be recognised by someone in New Zealand. Famous the world over, mate. Really does pump your tyres up. So good on you, Shane, and thanks to Solly's and Craig at Solly's for the test driving the Scania on Sunday too. That was brilliant. Good, good. All right, mate. Well, get yourself back here, mate. You've had your fun now. That's your holiday over. Come back and do some work. Back to work. Indeed. Back to work on Monday, mate. All right, mate. Well, safe travels, and we'll talk to you when you're back on the West Island. Thank you very much. Okay, see ya. For all the latest industry news, go to www.bigrigs.com.au. Popular Aussie music artist Christy Lamb has been having a busy year. With the ARIA Award for number one Australian country album in 2022, as well as having the number two album across all genres, She's had a sold-out tour and album launch and number one hits with her songs Three Chords and A Woman's Truth, Beat of My Own Drum, Up All Night and Kiss About It. As if that wasn't enough, she also gave birth to her first child, Charlotte Rose. Closing out the show this week, 
Here's Christy Lamb and featuring Timothy James with her latest hit, Up All Night. On the Road is proudly brought to you by NTI, Australia's leading transport and logistics insurer, and Queensland Rail committed to improving safety through engineering, innovation and education. Be sure to join us again next week when our guest says... Brain numb, to be honest with you. Mike says... What do I have to do then? And Andy says... Love to know the reasoning behind that. In the meantime, play nice with each other and most of all, stay safe out there. Bye for now. The team here at On The Road believe in the right to free speech and whilst we might not always be in agreement with the views of our guests and contributors, we support their right to hold and express those opinions.